everyone. This is Sarah McFarland from Inside Scientific, the online environment for life science webinars, virtual events, interviews, and educational content that helps you do your best work. Today's episode of Expert Answers features Dr. Rohan Jagadar, an instructor at Baylor College of Medicine. He recently joined us for a webinar on EEG activity in a mouse model of Alzheimer's disease to determine the effects of improved sleep on disease progression. Let's dive in. Do APP mice spend more time sleeping in the dark phase as they exhibit sleep disturbances during the light phase? Yeah, that's a pretty interesting question. We were we looked into the dark period of these mice, but we did not see any changes in a sleep pattern or neither the amount of sleep they spent amount they spent in the sleeping. So yeah, we did not see any changes in the dark period. Okay, great. This next question is, does TRN or does the TRN show a beta plaque deposition? Oh, yeah, that's that was another interesting question. Yeah, no, and that's I think, um, I don't know, should I say fortunate thing? But yeah, we did not see any change a beta plaque deposition in uh, we tested about 14 months old mice. So we could see only um, a beta plaque deposition in cortex and a hippocampus, but no, nowhere closer to TRN. And we also investigated 80 specimens, uh, postmortem samples, and we did not see any plaque deposition in uh, ventral lateral nucleus as well as in TRN. Okay. This next question is, did you use male or female mice in your studies? Uh, we, we use both sexes. Uh, we use male and female mice. Okay. okay. This next question here is, did the TRN activation also restore cognitive deficits in APP mice? Yeah, that was, that was a really burning question, and we tried really hard to work on that part. We tested uh, object location memory in our mice, but unfortunately, because of the daily treatment with the CNO and also with the telemetry, it was really hard to find a conclusive results in the memory task. We are uh, struggling on that part, how we can improve our behavior technique. At the same time, we can have the uh, sleep recording and provide CNO treatment on a regular basis without using uh, aversive method like uh, injecting mice every day in the morning and then doing testing and behavior testing in them. But we did not see, and that's our next task to do. We can uh, check especially long-term memory. In this case, uh, after training period, we're going to do 24 hours of gap and then do the testing in mice. Okay, great. That seems like a, a really awesome next step for this research. So that's really cool. Yeah. The next question here is, do you know why the TRN activity is reduced in APP mice? That's a, a other side of the project where we are collaborating with uh, Michael Bialline and some other group in MD Anderson to investigate that part where exactly TRN is the reason behind TRN having this hypofunction. Currently, we have just a few answers there right now that we have tested connections between the cortex and thalamus and as well as from basal forebrain to uh, TRN 
which basically comprise of um, cholinergic inputs. As it, we did not find any conclusive data based on a cholinergic input, but we saw there is increase in miscarinic component. But however, that wasn't really significant data. But we also started looking into are there other intrinsic properties that change in CRN? So recently, there was a paper from Biolines Group. They published on a trip M4. We are investigating on that part, but still the answer for that puzzle question is still remaining and we are investigating on that further. Thank you. Great. Yeah, these are great questions. Uh, Keep them coming. We've got another question here. It's kind of a long one. In J20 mice, overexpression of APP leads to accumulation of A-beta. Do you know if accumulation of A-beta in these J20 mice could be responsible for the decrease in TRN activity? Yeah, that's another interesting question. Thank you. These are all the questions we are like uh, investigating step by step. But to coming towards whether the A-beta, so A-beta accumulation uh, we'll have to test in young mice. So for that case, we will have to study the soluble A-beta. And we will be doing that in our next step. We will be doing the microdialysis and see whether A-beta has any production and uh, clearance has an effect on TRN activity. But apart from that, we were, we also try to investigate whether the overexpression of APP is leading um, cause for if if whether it is a leading reason for TRN hypofunction. So overexpression of APP leads to A-beta accumulation in J20 mice, but there is a negative control mouse line, which is basically I5 mouse line, which has a wild type overexpression of APP, which does not lead to A-beta product uh, accumulation. So we tested in those mice and we saw no change in TRN activity and we also tested some other mouse lines like PSAPP and TG2576. And we saw in those mice, the TRN exhibited a similar hypofunction as we saw in J20 mice. So the question left whether the A-beta accumulation is whether is it responsible for TRN hypofunction, but that's the part we are trying to investigate more in detail. Great. Really cool. The next question here is for the chronic sleep study with chemogenetics, were animals dosed daily via injections or were animals hooked up to infusion lines? Oh, yeah. This ones were because we wanted to regulate the injection. Obviously, we can do that with the implantable. Uh, but however, we wanted to provide the bolus injection. So uh, receive daily injection of C, you know, seven in the morning around light, right when the day, their light cycle starts. Okay. The next question here says, well, first it's a compliment, uh, exciting data. Uh, the next part is the question. So do you have, <laughs> do you have a CNO control group in the APP mice? And for the post-mortem studies, did you control for time of death? Yeah. So Thanks for the compliment. Uh, if I understood the first part of the question, the control for traits, so that's like M cherry mice expression, right? For the M cherry, if I'm right, so we tested um, M cherry as a control for HM30Q and pro- provided CNO in non transgenic mice and also in APP mice. 
I did not show that data here, but we did not see any changes in sleep patterns or any improval or any effect on sleep fragmentation after CNO treatment. And to the second question, so these samples we received from Neurobiobank, they were provided, uh, we so selected the samples based on their post-mortem interval. So basically the time when they they've been collected. So they were ranging from about like five hours to 24 hours of gap. And with the based on, we, we were also interested whether like post-mortem collection of the samples uh, would affect anything in our findings. So we tested, we basically tested whether PMI hour has any effect on the phospho delta phosphy expression, but we did not see any correlation. So yeah, we did record the PMI for, and obviously that, was, that came up with the samples, but we did not see any uh, reason to have changes in phosphate delta phosphine. Great. Next question here. Is there any impact of oxidative stress on the TRN? Oh, wow. Uh, honestly, I don't have an answer for that. It would be interesting to study the mitochondrial dysfunction in TRN in this case. That would be a great way to look at the dysfunction in TRN activity, but we haven't really. Yeah. Maybe somebody else will pick that up <laughs> for you. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, next question here. First is a compliment. Really nice talk and very interesting results. And the question is, have you done behavioral analysis on these mice? Thanks for the compliment. Yes, the behavioral analysis, that's the, the next part what we are wondering to do. First is the memory task. So our lab is equipped with mostly memory tasks, but we would like to study other behavioral paradigm in the Alzheimer mice, especially Alzheimer patient themselves, they show attention deficit. So we are interested. Uh, now we are driving our focus towards one of that answer is the attention deficit in this mice because sleep and attention deficit go hand in hand. If you have a poor sleep that affects your attention. It would be interesting, and especially TRN has been studied for the role in attention, in attention deficit disorder, as well as in schizophrenia. And we would like to perform some behavioral studies from that perspective. And we are kind of moving towards that direction now. But thanks for the question, that's, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that'd be a Thank great you. avenue for further research there. Yes. Another question here. Do you plan to analyze spectral activity during sleep? So you mean um, overall changes in the frequency distribution during sleep? If that's the uh, question, yes. We, uh, we basically uh, perform spectral analysis and we, we saw some changes, decrease in uh, high slow wave activity, so high delta activity, so about from three to four hertz, that was decrease in FEP mice. And overall, we saw some uh, decrease in, let me check that data, decrease in alpha as well as beta activity, if I'm not wrong. Okay. I just need to go through that data quickly. Um, yeah, we saw decrease in alpha, but we did not see any like other spectral changes in a gamma frequency, especially, which is the more prime focus of the has been been a focus in Alzheimer's field. Yeah, I hope I given the right answer. Had that data on hand. Yeah. 
Okay. So another question here. Do you know what happens at the level of TRN when you induce a time shift or the quote unquote jet lag phenomena? And can TRN activation help with jet lag and narcolepsy? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's also a pretty interesting question. I don't know if I will be able to answer that. But TRN has been studied for its role in maintenance of sleep and not much of a role into uh, circadian rhythm or sleep homeostasis. But sleep maintenance itself in kind of plays a role in developing that sleep homeostasis. I honestly, I don't know much about like in a jet lag condition or in a narcolepsy, but the role of uh, sleep and A-beta has been kind of studied for some extent in narcolepsy types. Uh, perhaps it might be associated with uh, thalamic dysfunction or could be also because of the downstream brain control that helps to regulate sleep which is not much of a function of TRN, rather it's more the maintenance of sleep. I hope I can give a more answer on that. Thanks for the question. <laughs> no, I think that was a great answer. We've got another question here. You mentioned that there was no significant change in the time spent in REM, but in that case, does it mean that REM is still normal in AD mice, signifying some sort of physiological sleep structure? Okay. Yeah, no, that's another interesting question. Actually, uh, I don't know if the data was shown in the, one of the slide, uh, slides, but we saw variable changes in brain sleep in APP mice. So that's the one of the reasons we did not see the statistical changes, uh, sig statistical significant changes in uh, APP mice in respective to REM sleep. But we saw in some mice, the REM sleep was highly impaired and, and in some mice it was left unimpaired. So we are investigating further on a REM sleep part, whether there is any downstream regulatory regions could help improval of REM sleep in Alzheimer mice, or if there is any role of REM sleep in generation of seizures and some and so on with the downstream effect on the memory and a bit of like deposition. But we did not see statistically, but we observationally, I saw some impaired REM sleep in some mice. It's very variable. Okay. Yeah. Makes Thank sense. you. All right. Next question here. When you activate the TRN, which neuronal systems are activated and which neurotransmitters may be released and in which areas? It's a long question. Oh, yeah. No, that's a very physiological question and that's a very important question. Yes, that was the, the one of the first things I need to figure out how I'm going to activate TRN. So TRN, in our case, we activated whole GABAergic neurons. So TRN is, I can say it's all GABAergic neurons and it basically provide a connection. So TRN has a mainly feedback inhibitory connection to the ventrobasal complex in thalamus. And so it's it helps basically to control the thalamocortical activity. So in our case, we even though we activated only the GABAergic neurons that helped to move the 
inhibition of ventrobasal complex. But in many cases, in many studies, they have prefer to activate parvalbumin neurons, which is which basically comprise some majority of cabbage neurons in CRN and then comes to somatostatin. We we basically we don't activate subtypes of neurons, but mainly the cabbage neurons. I hope that's the complete answer for your question. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. Okay, we've got another question here. Is there specific biomarkers found in cerebral spinal fluid after TRN modulation. Oh, wow. You're kind of giving me more brainstorming ideas. But no, we have not really studied the cerebrospinal fluid after TRN activation. That would be interesting to study, especially because sleep has been, sleep in Alzheimer's has been, has become a really booming topic, especially because of recent finding of the lymphatic system which so in a lymphatic lymphatic system works in a way that during sleep our brain starts clearing up resulting in expelling of the any metabolites including in this case tau uh, extra and extracellular a beta and it would be interesting to study the after activation of tr and how the the lymphatic system is working and the, the flow of the metabolites and how the clearing of the the brain works. We haven't really done that and we, we are not really equipped to do that, but it would be an interesting aspect to study to confirm the how the lymphatic system is working when we are activating TRN. That's a great question. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That would be a really cool study, I think. Okay, next question here. Did you see sex effects in activity measure in sleep or other measures? Yeah, uh, we we kind of known about that. So sleep impairment is more dominant in a male mice than in even in a patients as well. It's among the male patients there is more sleep disturbances than in female patients in women. In uh, our case, yeah, we I really did not demonstrate that, but we saw more sleep fragmentation among the male mice. Female mice were tend to more towards the, the bottom of the graph. And in a cases of A-beta clearance, uh, A-beta plaque deposition, clearance of A-beta plaque deposition, we saw more effect in female mice than in male mice. And that was very intriguing part of the study, although we did not really uh, elaborate on that part. But that's an interesting point. Thanks for that question. Great. Another question here. So for the fragmentation analysis, did you have any minimum wake duration criteria to define a bout of sleep? Like if awakening duration should be at least two seconds to be considered awake? Yeah, no, that's that's very important because uh, especially in in the cases where the muscle atonia can be counted as a wake, which is uh, especially you see them after REM period. Yeah, so we uh, at least 10 to 15 seconds of awake period can be counted as a wake. Otherwise, we did not count it as a wake period. It would be fall. Thanks. Okay, great. Someone else has asked, beyond sleep, have you also checked for the effect of TRN activation on epileptiform activity in APP mice? Yeah, no, that's that's a, that's another great question. And that's one of the, our 
interesting, like the, the, the part of the Alzheimer's that we are really deeply interested in. So we tested uh, um, epileptoform activity. We found in this case, so Alzheimer mice, J20 mice especially, they show not just J20 mice, but also other mouse models of Alzheimer's. They exhibit epileptoform activity starting from uh, more dominantly observed during REM sleep and then move on to more during non-REM sleep density-wise. And we tested in our mice after TRN activation. We did not see any changes based on number of epileptoform activity. However, that wasn't complete information. We were more, we will be more interested now to look in, look into the spike wave discharges, which is more common phenomenon associated with uh, thalamocortical dysfunction. We are moving towards more specifically looking at the spike wave discharges in this mice and see if the TRN activation has any effect on that. But yeah, that's a great question. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. Great. Have you observed differences in sleep spindle parameters after TRN activation as compared to no stimulation or saline? Yeah, this part, I was supposed to do it at the first in hand. So because spindles are basically regulated by thalamocortical, especially thalamic reticular activity. There was, however, one obstacle in between. With our methodologies, we could not really count the spindles. So short answer is we haven't really done that yet successfully. Because one of the reasons is spindle uh, activity can be mismarked as sorry, uh, the epileptoform activity can be mismarked as uh, spindles in APP mice, and that's the problem we are trying to solve in this case, so we can have a proper quantification of spindles in our mice, so that we can come to a conclusion that this yeah sleep spindles are changed. But that's the thing we uh, really are stressing on to finding out right now. Thanks. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Expert Answers and that you'll tune in to future episodes where researchers just like you answer questions about their work, offer tips, tricks, and best practices, but most of all, share science. Don't forget to subscribe.